I'm here today with Alina Adisaka. She is a professional surfer from Brazil. She is a Salty Club ambassador. She's a full-on water woman and TV host. And she's also a coach on our Move with the Pros series. Alina, thank you so much for being here with us today. I am just so excited to jump in. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure and my honor to be here with this amazing group of aspiring women as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to be sharing some, some of my life story with you girls. <laughs> Yeah, we're stoked too. So consistent, for those who don't know, could you please tell us a bit about your background, a bit about how you got into surfing, a bit about where you're from? Sure. I'm from Brazil and I come from, well, I grew up in a surfing town called Ubatuba. It's the north coast of Sao Paulo. And uh, I come from a half Japanese and half Italian side of family, but they are all they were all born in Brazil, but uh, I do have a lot of mixed <laughs> cultural background and uh, of immigrant people. And um, my dad is the one that introduced me on serving, and then later on my 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 two brothers uh, that are younger than me. Uh, and he met my mom in the beach in the place that we pretty much grew up surfing. So being in the beach, being the ocean, and surfing is something that has always been part of my life. And so it's, it's, it's very like, uh, I think it's very, something very natural, something that is more like, it's really like my lifestyle, but yeah. And then my dad is the one that uh, introduced me on surfing and then, and then that was sh like shoreboarding and stuff. And then later, later on, and of course on the, on the, on this process, I had like uncles and, you know, people like, you know, dad friends and everyone always helping me out. But definitely my dad is the one that uh, inspired me to and pushed me to start surfing. But it was always supernatural because I always loved the water. So I, I started swimming since very young and all that. So I was always in the water. Later, because there was a time in Brazil that we had no contests anymore. So between uh, when, I, when I turned 18, I, I started competing like between 16, 17 kind of thing but like under 18 competitions. And then when I turned 18, I moved to Australia to study English. And then when I was there, I was there for two years. When I came back here in Brazil, we didn't have more contests. So I was like, okay, uh, there's no, no point to, you know, keep training for something that there's, you know, there's no competitions no more. Uh, unless I would go for qualifying series or pro juniors, but out of Brazil, which was not the idea in that time. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just surf for, you know, for fun for now. And then in the meantime, yeah, we didn't have competitions. Um, and before that, we had huge, huge competitions in Brazil, like huge. So it was just that time of the time of life that we didn't have no more. It was the worst what time happened? for surfing, I think. What I... I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's about like sponsorships and stuff for the contest, but it was like a few years that surfing was going like surfing, you know, surfing industry was not really good in Brazil. So um, I, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, train, train for that anymore. And then it was the time that uh, Stena Pedal was growing a lot. And then I had friends in town that they were like kind of, Pioneer, 
first mm-hmm. in 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 stand up paddling, and then they you know they invited me. Oh, come come you know just to support the you know the sports and the women and stuff. And and then before that, I I've, you know I've seen people surfing and stuff, but I was like you know no I don't I can't I can't I don't even want to try this because this is too, way too hard. But you know I I knew that was something that was growing, but I didn't think I could do it. And then he insisted, and I was like okay you know I'm gonna give it a go. And then. As soon as I started, I definitely, like, I completely fell in love with that because it was so hard. And then I was like, okay, wow, this is so hard. And the challenge of me trying to do it, you know, because when I saw that I could do it, I was like, oh, okay, it's hard, but I can do it. So the process of challenging myself and, you know, like, facing my fears of like battling with my mind of like no I can't do it and then I was like no now I can't do it but then you know all that process of learning something new and completely different and hard uh definitely it was what like caught me you know uh so when I first got my first wave on the center pedal it was like you know when when we first get to wave on surfing just surfing you just feel is the most amazing thing I think no one ever forget that yeah like when we catch mm-hmm. our first wave ever like that yeah. feeling is something that is like wow it's just like there is no definition it's just so amazing okay. and then I never thought that I could feel that again you know and then mm-hmm. I I did I felt like not exactly the same it was something that it was even bigger than what I felt first in my life you know so what I felt with this and a pedal was something that I was like, I, I think it clicked. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then from that, I was, I just like, I would take my shoreboard and my pedal, uh, you know, to serve for trainings and stuff. And then I would always choose my stand up pedal. And then, yeah, I started with a huge stand up pedal, nine, six. And then a year later I got eight hole and then, slowly that I got like sponsors for boards and stuff I was able to do smaller boards and you know with more performance and then yeah and then just doors started opening for me on on the stand-up pedal and we had a lot of competitions and then years and years and years later you know with the whole Brazilian storm thing on surfing and you know the the Brazilians uh, doing so good with surfing now and then after a lot of years like many years that surfing uh, industry has grown again like it's, it's back on you know on so now we have contests and stuff again but then it was like it was already like you know I that time I was like over it and mm-hmm. I mean I still uh, I'm still part of it but now in different uh, you know in different ways I think but yeah also it's crazy because um, my dad he created the one of the biggest surf companies that Brazil has ever had called Hawaiian Drift. Um, and then I think he was not a competitor, you know, but uh, I think because he was always so involved with the surfing community and always supporting athletes and su- supporting contests and stuff and, and a surfer, just a free surfer. But I think because of that, you know, I think because of Hawaiian Dreams, me and my brothers, uh, we didn't start early. We started surfing late. I started surfing when I, when I was like 14, you know, and for, for competing, this is, this is already late. Uh, but then we still, we were always there, you know, always there on the, on the surfing vibes and everything in the community. So I feel like 
yeah, this I remember myself. I, I was always, you know, <laughs> in, in competitions or boards and on the beach and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, my my family is everything related with surfing for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just so amazing that you speak about starting something new like stand up because I mean I'm nowhere near a professional or even at the moment a regular surfer, but it's like so easy to just get stuck on one thing and say, I'm this kind of surfer. I shortboard or I longboard and this is just what I do. And I just think it's really amazing how open you are to changing and trying different things. You know, like we spoke about the other day, you're, you're just about to go in a longboarding competition, you know, and you just came back from surfing Avalanche a few weeks ago. So it's like that's something I find really inspiring about you is that you're not um, you. you're not too proud to be trying different things all the time and, and enjoying diff- surfing in different ways, you know? Yeah, I, I've i been learning over the years, having this relationship with the ocean that surfing is any kind of thing that you're doing that you're riding waves. So you can be swimming, you're riding a wave. You can be just laying down, you're riding away. Like, you know, anything in the ocean, I feel like you're riding a wave. And I feel like, Surfing is everything that makes us be in the ocean and ride a wave in some, some ways. And, and because of what we were talking the other day, I found out that for me personally, I really uh, push myself. I, I feel like I grow so much when I have to like face my fears, when I have to challenge myself on something. And the only way to do that for me, at least, it was like, okay, the only way to grow, the only way for me to to face my fears and to, you know, challenge myself uh, was to get out of my comfort zone. And then definitely learning a new new sport or a new thing is, is the hardest when you're ready. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh-huh. so definitely, um, yeah, things started going super good on and appelling doors, you know, opening for me with like concerts of the best equipment and, you know, just few other brands too. And then I was, I was going in a good track and then I forgot to also train my mind, I guess, you know, because I was so focusing on just the, the training, uh, you know, physical training and stuff, the technical that I forgot that uh, training our, our mind is as important as the physical training. So forgetting that to, you know, to take care of, of my mind and in this competition world is like, it's brutal. It's cruel. <laughs> it can get mm-hmm. really gnarly to, to be so focusing on that. And, and then I was so focused on myself on, you know, on like, oh, I need to get results. I need to, I guess it's in any, anything in life, right? Like when we focus on so much in like, oh, I need to get results. I need to you know, like just, just pressuring myself to, you know, perform good and, and, and all of that. And, and then I, I got in a really bad depression, but like nobody knew about it because I would never show that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I was always super like trying to be as professional as I could, like just smiling, cameras, interview, all of that, winning, losing, I was there. but started to get something to me that I was like I don't want to go I don't want to surf anymore you know I didn't have you know that love that I had at first I was like something is wrong so I had to like stop it all and I was like okay 
I need to, um, I need to uh, step back a little bit so I can, you know, step forward because in the way that I was going, I was, I don't know, that was going to be it. (laughs) So um, I I never did a surfing trip just to go surfing for so long since I started competing because, you know, traveling from Brazil for like world tour and all that, it gets really expensive. So I was like, if I would travel, I would travel to compete. I, I, I couldn't afford to go on a surfing trip. So, um, at this, yeah, exactly. Just for fun. So I was like, you know, I need to rescue, uh, why I started surfing. I need to rescue my, uh, essence, you know? Mm. And then I, I finished one world tour event in New York. And then on the way back, I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop in El Salvador because I've heard that they're good waves and my brothers, they've been there and stuff. And uh, they, they were always like, yeah, no, it's super fun. And all of my friends that have been there said it's fun. I was like, you know, I'm just going to stop there. So I just stopped. I'm going to stay there for two weeks. So, and I, I didn't know where I was going to stay. I didn't know absolutely nothing. So I got there, El Tunco. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then ends up that I stayed there for four months, changing my ticket three times. Oh and my god! Was, yeah, <laughs> this place, man, it does it to all of us. This huh? place, yeah, yes. And then it, it it it's crazy because it was like so important the time of the time of life for me. It was so important because you know I was battling so much with my mind, with myself, with my proposals of life, with like why am I surfing? Why am I doing this? And then over there I was like I took my watch off because I would always go in the water surfing looking, okay, five minutes, I need to catch a wave. Okay, ten minutes. Okay, I only have ten minutes left now to catch one more good wave. You know, always just thinking of heat of all competition and stuff. So it became so stressful, you know, that I was like, okay, I'm going to start over. And then I took my watch off in El Salvador and I was like, I'm going to go surf. I'm going to go surfing. You know, I was like, I'm going to go surfing now because I wasn't surfing anymore. You know, so I was only training for a contest. So I was like, I'm going to go surfing. And then from there that I started surfing again, you know, no watch. (laughs) And... I think I was in a good, I think what I was thinking that I was like, okay, I'm here rescuing my sense. I'm here rescuing, you know, my, my passion for surfing and, and why I chose to have this, this lifestyle. And then from this thought, things started changing, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like something that I had to change in my mind, something that I had to change the way that I was like, what I wanted, you know? So from, from this thought, it was so crazy because things started changing, you know? And then I started like feeling happy again to go surfing. I was, you know, blessed with amazing people around me. And, but everything started with something that I, I had to think about it. I had to put on my mind and be like, I want this, you know, I had to think Mm -hmm. of that, you know? So I thought of that and then, things started happening and and then I was like okay this is why I surf and just you know I rescued that and then I was able to start over and 
see why I was doing that, you know, see that everything, yes, everything had a reason for, for that moment. And that no matter how, how hard it can get in our life, there is, there is always a chance to, to change, you know, it's never too late, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think, I think that's so brave, you know, especially when, like you said, when you're so used to competing and, and surfing in heats and having to like have some ways to show for each heat and checking your watch to really let go. It must have been so hard and not knowing what exactly was going to come out of it, right? It's not like this productive thing that you get like a result or you get it's having this trust to be like, okay, I need to reconnect with one part of myself and it's going to take some time. But I know just stepping back, but stepping away from that result space, even in surfing, it's, it's scary, right? Because you're so used to like pushing yourself. So I think that's a really brave thing you did. And what's funny is like a reflection that Erica gave me about you. It's funny now you speaking about um, like getting impatient for waves because she says now you are one of the most patient people she's ever seen in the surf. She said you will go out to the peak <laughs> yeah. and you will sit there for an hour, two hours for a good wave if you have to. She says she's like on the inside just ticking off because she wants to get as many waves as she can. And she says, Alina, she just goes and she sits and she waits. And she just that's true anything. So it's just amazing how how much it seems like that's evolved and changed. Hey, definitely, definitely. And it's not something that you like you reach that and oh that's it. No, it's something that you have to push yourself every day in every situation. So it's like every time that I go out in the water, I have to like concentrate and 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 be so present in that moment. Like you know, okay, I'm here. I'm now doing this. This is, this is what I'm living right now. And, you know, this is what I'm facing right now. So, yeah, I have to, to be able to focus so much on that to be able to do the right way, you know, not just like just go out there and start like going crazy, catching many waves. And I don't know. And then because then that would take me back to my, I don't know. How can I explain that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think, you breathe. When you breathe, you make good decisions. <laughs> Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that definitely lands. And I think it's just incredible for you to talk about because you have faced the alt like many times over, but in one specific situation, you have really had to trust this mindset, right? Because a few weeks ago, you surfed Avalanche, which has been called one of the gnarliest slabs in the world, right? And yeah. you can't do that without a strong mindset. Would you like to talk to us a little bit about that experience? Definitely. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Avalanche was also another <laughs> crazy story. Um, I never, another thing. Yeah. Cause when we started talking all this conversation, I was like, you know, when I first started the battle, I was like, no, I'm never going to be able to do that. And then, and then I went indeed. And it was crazy because as I started learning new things, I was always like, you know, I can do it, you know, but yeah, it's going to, take me uh probably a long time no matter how long it's gonna take but uh yeah I'm gonna do it so surfing like either like bigger waves and slabs and all of this uh I would say more dangerous maybe yeah more dangerous uh situations oh you have to you have to think you have to be calm you know <laughs> and the, and the mm-hmm. only way to think is when we breathe it's crazy because when when we're in panic situation or any kind of situation in the heat if i'm nervous i'm like okay just breathe 
And then I start breathing. And then when I start breathing, I, I can think, you know, I can mm-hmm. process things better. So for all of this, first, I was like, okay, I need to learn how to breathe. <laughs> because from, from there on, I can actually make decisions and I can actually think. So um, avalanche was something that I was like, okay, you know, am I going to put myself on the situation or it's, it's my choice, you know? Uh, it was super last minute. My friends were like, you know, this is going to be last swell of the year and it's looking like it's going to be a huge swell and look, it's looking like it's going to be good. And, and then, like, I was, I haven't surfed, uh, I wasn't surfing since I went, I came back from the Maldives. So it was like a month that I was like, I haven't touched the water <laughs> because yeah. I went to, to, to visit my grandma on the farm. So I was away from the ocean. So when I came back home and all of this situation showed up, I was like, okay, I've been out of the water for a month. Uh, I don't have a board. I don't have, a, a, I don't have someone that is going to tow me in the waves. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't even know how to get there. I don't know nothing about this place. I just know that it's one of the most scary slabs <laughs> ever. So, okay. Um, and then we connected through a really good friend that has already served there many times. So me and my brother reconnected with this friend and he was like, okay, I'm going to connect you guys with the local bodyboarders because they are the ones that they found on the wave. They're the ones that, you know, kind of like take care of the, the, the place. Uh, and then we connected with them and then they were super, super open to me and brother. And they were like, no, 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 you guys just come. Uh, there's no space anymore on jet skis. There's no, no spots anymore on boats, but we'll find a way. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, we checked, we checked out the flight. It was super expensive traveling in Brazil. Sometimes it's, it can get as expensive as traveling overseas. So wow. we're like, oh my God, are we going to do this? We have nothing, nothing right. Like nothing everything is so uncertain you know and they were like okay let's let's do it you know let's try let's check it out you know even if we we can get there in the channel and just look at the wave and see how it works you know i remember 11 a.m we bought the tickets and 12 30 we were like flying uh to the airport because we live like four hours from the airport driving so Oh my God. It was like one hour thing. We're like, what do we have here? Okay, get a wetsuit, get a, any kind of board, just whatever, just get <laughs> everything we have, which wasn't much stuff for, for that kind of situation. Yeah, for the right equipment and stuff. Uh, and everyone was like getting ready days and days of preparation and, you know, the equipment, the jackets and everything. Yeah. And we're just like crazy. And then... And then it was good because I talked to one of my masters, Alemão, and he was like, you know, I was like, Alemão, do you think, you know, is it too crazy if I go? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm afraid, you know? And he was like, go. He was like, go. And I was like, okay, I'll go. Because he's the one that always, he's the one that got me in Nazaré for the first time. And then he's the one that, you know, I, I trust so much about this because he, he's worked with me a lot in my mindset um, straighten it as well uh, and then he was like go no he was like no you go you do it and then I was like okay so we went there and then we we ended up finding a way with the local boys uh, to, to get in the spot which is like 
uh, we're saying kilometers, probably about four miles, like in the ocean. So it's like very, you know, it's not close to, to the to the beach, like to the coast. So it's something that you need to get a boat and, you know, all, all of that logistic to surface lab. I was there for like hours and hours and hours just looking. And I was in a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And I was like, am I able to do this? I don't think so. But maybe it's not a time. And just all of that thoughts started like coming in your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And then how, how big and heavy was it on that day? Would you say like, what were you looking at? And what did it sound oh, like? I don't. I don't know exactly how big it was, um, but it was it was big enough. <laughs> I mean, anyone who's seen the photo will know that it was like a monster, but anyone who, yeah. who hasn't, um, because the thing about this lab is like how heavy it is, right? Exactly. It's how heavy yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, and because it can get, if you, if, you, if you wipe out in the wrong spot, you can get hurt very seriously because you the, the leap the leap of the slab is so uh because it's like an oceanic wave yeah it comes with so much power from the ocean and then suddenly there is like this this reef and then right there it forms um uh, the wave but the wave is kind of like it's kind of negative you know it's not like a mm-hmm it becomes like a, a hole, like negative in the ocean. And then the lip just, it's just a, a thick, thick lip that, you know, sometimes I saw waves there that, you know, uh, like, I don't know, but a buzz could be inside a barrel. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, it's just so scary. Like how the nature can do that. I, wow. Oh. It's just, it's just, it was just amazing to see, you know, how powerful nature is. And I don't mess up with nature. <laughs> I yeah. really respect the power of, you know, the nature so much. And I was like, okay, uh, so where I cannot fall, <laughs> like where I, you know, I was just mm. thinking of what I, I shouldn't do. And then, you know, it reminded me of Alemão de Marizias. He always tell me, don't focus on the wipeout. Focus that you're going to make the wave, you know? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, that's right. You know, I have to, I have to think what I want. Because if I think what I do not want, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, because that's, that's the power of our mind. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to only think how I'm going to make the wave, you know? So I'm going to make mm-hmm. the wave. I started just thinking like, okay, I'm, if I go, I'm going to make the wave. And then I did not think of wiping out because uh, definitely wiping out over there, which I know uh, it's going to happen, you know, happens in surfing and stuff. But uh, for that situation, I was like, I, I only want to catch one wave and I'm going to catch one wave. I'm not going <laughs> to wipe out. <laughs> yeah. um, so after five hours, I had one of my good friends. I was like feeding the channel and he was like, he called me and he was like, come, I'm going to tow you in. And I was like, okay, let's go. After five hours facing my oh fear. My God. Even just listening to you tell me this story and I'm like comfortably in my apartment listening to it. Like my heart is racing. Like you can't even yeah. like, 
describe and the fact that you're like, well, I just set my mind that I'm not going to wipe out just shows you are so mentally, mentally strong because even listening to that, I feel terrified. But anyway, go on, keep telling the story. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, because our mind is so powerful that, you know, we, we can use this as, you know, to, to, to guide our life on, on whatever we want. So I was like, I was like, you know, shitting my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was like, literally, you know, I was like, but then I was like, okay, everything that I learned, you know, my whole, my whole life. Okay. Just put in practice right now first. Okay. Breathe, you know? And then I was like, okay. I started like breathing and just the breathing, just like, okay. Trying not to accelerate so much your heart and the adrenaline is like controlling the, the fear and controlling the adrenaline. Yeah. So I, I started breathing and then I was like, okay, let's keep calm because then I'm going to be able to do the right thing. If I'm not calm, I'm not going to do the right thing. So I was just focusing on, you know, be calm, be smart. And then my friend called me to tow in, uh, to tow me in. And then I had this shortboard, actually Maya Gabeta gave me this shortboard. It's a Tokoro, it's a 5'9", but it's for uh, surfing, normal surfing. It's not, it was not a board for this lab. And, but that was the only shortboard I had with me. So it was hard because I never towed in with, uh, with a board without the, the straps on the, on the foot. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was like, oh, I never towed in this way. So it was like, okay, I had, I, you know, it was kind of hard in the beginning. And then my friends started like pushing me with the, with the jet ski and then, you know, just a little practice. And then he tried to push me in one way first. And then I was, I, like, I fell off before getting the wave because I was not comfortable on the board. And I was like, mm, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And then Carlos Burley, which is uh, one of the biggest names on big wave surfing too. Uh, he's one of my mentors as well. So he saw that I was struggling and then he came, he was a, Lucas Chumbo, he came and he was like, here, use my, uh, go with my tow board is the one that you already wrote in Nazareth. And it's a board that I'm more comfortable with, you know? So I was like, oh, perfect. So I got the board and then I was like, okay, now I feel more comfortable. And then that's when my friend pushed me in, told me in this, this first wave and Obviously, on this five hours before, I was asking the boys how, how you know, how to do the line of the wave and everything because surfing a slab is completely different than surfing a normal wave. You have to, to have the right line and do the right moves. So I was just, you know, studying. I was pretty much studying this whole five hours before. And then when it was time, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it, what I've been watching. So first wave I got I did not pull into the barrel because actually if I pull into the barrel I would wipe out very bad because it's not a perfect wave too you know like also it's like it's left it's like a huge monster wave and it's not perfect so each wave Mm -hmm. you have to like read very well what that wave's gonna do you know uh so the but it was a monster ready and then the like the end of the wave kind of got me in the end and like exploded me, but I was in a good place. So, you know, I, you know, I had a little wipeout, but it was nothing serious, all good. And then 
on the second wave, on the second wave, I got, I was able to get the barrel, but like not deep, you know, it wasn't like the, like the boys were doing, obviously like super deep barrel. I was more like, you know, um, almost outside, but I was like very on the door, I would say. And, but it was awesome. You know, I got, I got a little moment of the barrel and then I was able, I was able to make it out and then explode in me again. And I didn't have a bad wipeout and then I caught a wave and then it was so perfect because I, when I got it, I, it was so fast. I didn't even notice what I did. I was just like, Oh, did it just, I was like, wait, what, what just happened? And then I had like my brother in the channel, he was sitting the channel and you know, other, other good friends of mine, they were writing the channel all like with the hands, like with the arms, like up, just like yeah everyone was like yelling all the boys were like screaming and they were like that was so sick everyone was like you know screaming and they were like you got you got a good barrel and I was just like did I (laughs) 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 did this really happen do you know but uh so it was a it was such a gift because I was like wow you know I set up on my mind that I was gonna make it and and I did, you know, and, and all of that just, you know, turned to what I've been battling my life, surfing small waves, surfing big waves, just like the power of my mind, you know, the power of my mind, you know, so uh, how, how important is what we think? Yeah. So Avalanche was a great experience. I definitely, not only because of surfing, because surfing that crazy wave, but also because, you know, all that process to not, not, not sleeping, just all that stressful situation uh-huh. to get there and traveling and not knowing what you're going you're gonna to expect and everything, just the, the unknown, like, you know to explore something new it's just like okay I am completely out of my comfort zone there's nothing nothing comfort here literally from no sleeping because we got there super late like I remember one night before the swell we went to bed like 1 30 and 3 a.m we were already up I mean we didn't sleep (laughs) we were not able to sleep so all of that adrenaline and everything of the unknown it was just like Wow, so so crazy, and um, but it's great because um, not only because of the good wave that we caught there, and you know, facing this super huge challenge, but also because uh, we met amazing, amazing local people from the area, and it's a place that I didn't know in Brazil. So I was like, I I can't believe, you know, I travel overseas so much, and I didn't know this part of Brazil as it's just like I didn't know that you know we had that quality of waves too so I was so amazed that when I set up my mind that I was gonna catch that wave I set up my mind that you know that I was gonna able to do it everything else around that situation that happened was was only really good things you know not only because I was able to surf the wave but the people that I met and I was so I was like, you know, this is my surf. This is surfing, you know, like that's the feeling, you know, of sharing that this crazy thing that we surfers have and, you know, people like us that love 
love the ocean and the nature and it's so amazing to be able to share this with other people that appreciate as much you know aha uh-huh, definitely and i just love everything you said there because you know so often we just see the photo of that moment in the wave and we just don't consider everything it took to get there like it is so much planning it's so much sacrifice like you said it's so expensive and um like the wipeouts and i just love that you pick up every part of that as part of the experience because then you are picking up like mm-hmm. life right and as you said even exactly. the wipeout taught you just as much as catching the wave taught you because how much of our life like kind of earlier on in your experience um when you were talking about your depression and stuff like how much we can mm-hmm. just think we are I'll only savor it when I'm winning I'll only savor it when I get that wave or when I'm at the wave and then you know we have all these opportunities to meet people as we travel so many opportunities to learn from waiting or to learn from wiping out and I just love how you show so much gratitude for both like the wins but also like mm-hmm. such a deep and like such an honest view of how much work it takes firstly on your mindset and then how much time mm-hmm. it can take and also how much can be lost if we don't notice everything around us right like all the other lessons Definitely. around that leading up to that way Definitely because the most important things actually on this way is not the triumph the most important thing is is the process you know everything how you just said now you know like when we look around everything that is around us the people that we meet the places that we go the you know the situations that we have to to face it and and then all of this and then you know all all of this process that takes you to to achieve something that you want at the end of everything you're like okay the result it was not the most important definitely the most important thing is the process you know because because the the process makes you who you are like it's not it's not the it's not winning it's not you know catching the best barrel or it's not just getting there in first place you know but definitely the process the process is is definitely everything that actually teach you for life you know mm-hmm, exactly and that just translates to in the water and out of the water like just for me it really brings me back to you know i i shared with you the other day that sometimes i can get so mm-hmm. focused on on the business um like being a certain way or like being conventionally successful in terms of how many sales we make or blah 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 but then like conversation like these make me sit back and be like i'm sitting here with you like someone i find mm-hmm. so inspiring and i'm sitting with you on a sunday like hearing this <laughs> incredible story and we're going to have other women listening to this story too and i'm like this is it like this is <laughs> what it's about you know what i mean is and even yeah. after like editing this or like the work that it does take to to bring something like this forward if i was only concerned about the very very end point like i've lost the whole thing like this is pure magic for me right now when i'm fully here and i'm present and i'm enjoying it yeah or even the parts well, that aren't so enjoyable after like for sure like mindset work is so much work like training so much work mm-hmm. like flight sleep deprivation everything is important aha uh-huh, exactly yeah as important that's for sure no you just saying this just gave me goosebumps because it's so powerful <laughs> you know it's so it's so real and i think what i i missed is you know like just having real conversations or 
being around real people and I think in our life nowadays, it's just everything is so superficial, you know, it's so, it's all about how many followers you have or who you are or your status or, you know, how many titles or whatever. And, and, you know, what I really appreciate about being with, with the Saudi and that's why I'm with the Saudi club is because um, it's a group of really inspiring women, each one completely different from each other, but they, we all share the same purpose. You know, we're all, uh, we're all being brave to search for our dreams, fight for our dreams, to live out of our dreams, which is harder. Yeah. Cause we don't want to yeah. just achieve our dream. We want to live out of our, like we want to be able to live our dream. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I meeting women, definitely like meeting women like you just really makes me like, you know, so, so happy just to be like, okay, yeah, you know, everything that I've been facing all my life to be here right now, like talking to you today, you know, I, I know that I had to go through all of that to be able to be here today, you know, and mm-hmm. everything. And then it's just like, it's, it was worth it. Everything was so worth it. And I know if I didn't go through everything that I had to go through, I wouldn't be here today, you know, sitting and talking to you about sharing a little bit of my stories, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. And I mean, for me, I think it's so easy to like, feel like, I don't know, maybe things aren't happening quickly enough as I'd like, but when I zoom out and think of like the last five years of of building the club or just like changing my mindset I'm like Mm -hmm. wow like it's a completely different story really like I think sometimes we can think things aren't changing or we aren't progressing but then when you kind of zoom out and consider where you were a few years ago like emotionally like physically like Mm -hmm. your life set up your friends your circle it's like wow you've come further than you think you know definitely definitely yeah sometimes we, we we forget and we focus a lot on the the big thing, yeah, like, okay, the big result or the big money or the big, uh, you know, the big uh, difference or, you know, whatever, but, and it's not wrong. We, we, of course, we, we work hard to get better things, right? But, uh, but sometimes we do think to appreciate very, like, you know, very small things too that happen on the way of all of this, you know, and then you're like, oh, you know, sometimes when when someone talks to you and and share their story about like how inspired they got because of something you posted or because of something you said on, you know, or whatever, but it's like sometimes just a little thing is, is like, wow, you know, like it's as big as the bigger thing that we're thinking you know too much Uh uh-huh that's exactly it like I've had chills for the last five minutes and I just (laughs) want to say like thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and I'm just thank you for our community to hear this I mean and get to know you a little better and just everything you have to share it's just even just from a few conversations with you like I'm already working on how I can improve my mindset how I can enjoy the smaller things and also how I can push myself you know so it's yeah, so good. Thank you so much for being here. And is is there anything else you wanted to add or say before we start to wrap this up? Um, no, I want to just thank you, and I want to thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you know, to talk to me a little bit about my life, and uh, whoever is gonna listen to this, uh, <laughs> just just really, yeah, just really say that 
our mind is really powerful. So, you know, we, we can we can do anything we want. We just need to think on what we want. Don't think in what you do not want. Just think and focus on what you want. And you're going to get it. You know, I did. And I'm just a normal person as everyone else. You know, I have nothing more special than no one, you know. <laughs> so if I did it, like, anyone can do it, you know. Definitely. Alina, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, girls. And yeah, I can't wait to talk to you again. Drop, 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 drop.